0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and in this episode of the Smoking Hot Confessions BBQ Podcast, we're talking with a pit master who recently made a $5 million and $1 pitch to Amazon. Hey family, hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. In today's podcast episode, we're talking with Sean P. Walcher from Kelly Comfort Barbecue and Digital Hospitality. And if you're a barbecue podcast fan, you will also have heard his his beautiful voice in the award-winning podcast show uh, Behind the Smoke, um, which has now evolved into digital hospitality. But we'll talk a bit more about that later on. First of all, I've got a couple of announcements that I just need to run by you. The first is that winter is officially here now. So we've, uh, we've got a, a current run of hoodies and beanies is almost out. So if you haven't got one yet, make sure you jump on over to smokinghotconfessions.com shop. Do check that out and grab yourself one of them. Next, coming up in just over a month is Barbecue It's the world's first virtual barbecue conference that we're doing. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be great fun. Two days. Saturday, we're going to be jumping into different uh, pitmasters' backyards from around the country, teaching you how to cook all those beautiful barbecue things that you like to do. And we're also going to be spending Sunday uh, investigating different barbecue businesses. So investigating is not the right word it's not 60 minutes we're going to be uh meeting different uh barbecue business owners and getting tips and tricks for those of you who are also barbecue business owners or looking to become one now if you are just at the beginning of your barbecue journey and you're when you're watching this or listening to this show today be sure to head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com and grab your your free ebook which is the beginner's guide to real barbecue it's a award-winning little uh piece of writing there, that has got everything that you need to know to get into the delicious world of smoked meats. And if you are joining us live today, I can already see that we have a couple of people who are joining us for the live podcast recording. We've got uh, Chad here saying, early one, Benno. Yes, I know. Chad knows me well. He knows I don't really do early mornings, but we've got a great international guest today. So that's why we're uh, up and early this morning. Anthony as well. Good morning, mate. Good to see you here. We record these podcasts live in the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue community on Facebook and then we take them down, edit them and then republish them at a later date. So if you'd like to be part of the live podcasting process, you can see people are leaving comments. We're going to get some questions later on for people to put to to Sean in the third segment. So if you want to be a part of the show, you can do that by joining the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue community over on Facebook. Now if you are watching this later on on YouTube, do give us a subscribe a thumbs up and hit that little notification bell. If you're on Facebook, it's the likes, the comments, and the shares. We're all about the shares in particular. And do make sure you follow us as well. And if you're watching on IGTV, we love those cute little love hearts and give us a follow. And of course, if you're listening on a podcasting app, it's a five-star rating and review, really helps us out, helps us push us up the charts. Um, We were recently as high as number six in in the US podcast charts for food. So that's pretty huge for a little podcast out of Australia to achieve that. And that's all because of the support and love that you've been showing us over on Apple Podcasts there. So thank you very much for that. Okay, now back to uh, Sean. So, wow. This guy is just incredible. He's the very definition of a barbecue entrepreneur. I mean, you, you name it, he's doing it in terms of the barbecue industry. So he's got Cali Comfort Barbecue, which is a barbecue joint and uh, sort of sports bar combination. He's got the he had the Behind the Smoke Barbecue podcast show, which has now evolved into digital hospitality, which is a fan, which is a fascinating story. And he also recently, as I did say at the top of the show, he made a $5 million pitch to Amazon, which was a really cool video. I don't know if you caught that or not, but you should look him up and check that out because that was really interesting to see. And a really, um, really a fascinating glimpse into where barbecue can go in the future. So I think that's probably about all the intro you need out of me. Let's get Sean in here. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Podcast
1: with your host, Ben Arnott. How long it been since your last confession? Good morning, Sean.
0: How are you, mate?
1: I'm fantastic, Ben. Thanks for having me on.
0: Mate, I just got to say, that is a fantastic view out your office window.
1: <laughs> yeah, the San Diego uh, barbecue guy with a Manhattan backdrop and <laughs> uh, my zoom background. <laughs> mate,
0: it's, it's very cool. It's very cool. So, mate, what was the last thing that you barbecued for yourself?
1: So the last thing I barbecued was kufteta, which is a Bulgarian hamburger, half pork, half ground beef, and Bulgarian spices. Um, we actually just got a new Traeger. Um, so it's a Traeger Pro 780. And um, I've actually been using that to cook these mini Bulgarian burgers. And um, it turns out they're phenomenal. They just, it retains the moisture and it's it's literally the best Bulgarian burger that I've had. So I've been telling our Bulgarian community all about um, smoking on a Traeger because it's a lot different than, you know, using a gas grill.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that at all. Yeah. So what, what kind of spices
1: are, are traditional Bulgarian spices? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm, I, I don't even know what's in them. I probably should ask my wife um, to be completely transparent. It's not a, it's not that it's a secret. It's just I, I don't ask questions. I don't second guess my wife. She gives me the, you know, the little tin can that got smuggled in the in the luggage across, you know, across on the on the on the journey back, and I just put it in there and we, we eat it.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, so good, man. So. How is it that that it retains the the moisture? Is that to do with the blending of the meats there?
1: I think it's the blending of the meats, but also just just smoking the burgers. You know, it's a lot different than cooking them. You know, we use grill grates on our gas grill, both in our restaurant as well as here at my house, and um, the grill grates. Brad Barrett um, is a National mm-hmm. Barbecue Association member. He does all the conferences. we become friends. Um, he does a phenomenal job. Grill grates are just, I mean, it's the number one thing we recommend to anybody that's an amateur barbecuer that wants to up their barbecue game is literally just get a set of grill grates and you'll start cooking better barbecue, better steaks, better fish, better burgers. But what we found with the Traeger is that just Traeger by smoking these burgers and because they're like mini the size of a, of a meatball, um, it's just, they just taste so much better. It's phenomenal.
0: Interesting. So you do you actually um, finish them off on the grill grates in the Traeger or just smoke them all the we, way through? I that's it?
1: No, I haven't done that yet, but um, I've been doing the, the meat dance um, because I've been smoking uh, tri-tip in the Traeger and then finish reverse searing it on the grill grates on my gas grill. So oh, I'm really okay. uh, utilize, utilizing multiple grills in the backyard. My My wife, you know, for being the barbecue media guy in San Diego that does you know, the, we do a podcast, we do YouTube videos, we're, you know, all over local media, we've done, you know, we've been fortunate to be on Amazon Prime TV, like you mentioned on Bloomberg TV. Um, but I really don't do much of the barbecuing. I'm, I'm actually not the pit master. I'm, I'm more of, uh, of the guy behind the guy. So I, I have Gene Goykachea, he's our pit master. He's the one that's taught us the secrets. And then I've got my entire team. But I'm, I'm kind of more of the person that puts it all together.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, now you just mentioned the uh, the Bloomberg TV, the the Amazon TV stuff. There, man. That that video that you shared, the what was it the sixty second pitch or something? That was um, or oh, two 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 minutes, I think two it was. Two minute drill, yeah. Two, the minute, two minute, drill. minute drill. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, tell us all about that. That was a fascinating little video.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. So I had an opportunity. I have a business mentor by the name of David Meltzer, and he puts out just incredible content on Instagram. You can follow him or on YouTube. Um, He has a number one rated uh, podcast on entrepreneur media. It's called The Playbook. But he's my business mentor, and he was putting on a reality TV show for Bloomberg TV and Amazon Prime. And um, he reached out to see if I wanted to audition. Um, and I said, you know, this is a great opportunity. We're trying to grow our barbecue business. I have a single unit barbecue restaurant. We just opened up a ghost kitchen um, in downtown San Diego. So our second location, but we want to repurpose our existing restaurant and turn it into a master smokehouse and media center. And we've come up with a $5 million and $1 budget in order to do that. And what my mentor taught me was, Two minutes is a great opportunity to share your story, who you are and what your company is all about. Uh, We live in an information age where people don't have time to uh, to deal with things that take too long. You got to be able to tell a compelling story and tell it quick. So, you know, why do we want five million dollars? Well, we've in the last 13 years we've spent we've made over twenty five million dollars selling barbecue. Um, You know, $25 million in 13 years in the location, the toughest location in San Diego, opening at the Great Recession and growing a business, growing a barbecue podcast, business podcast, doing all kinds of different things. Um, It's put us in a great position to have opportunities like that. I mean, we were recently featured in Entrepreneur uh, Magazine, uh, Inc. Magazine, just kind of stuff that as a single unit barbecue restaurant, you don't dream of doing. And when they happen, you kind of have to pinch yourself and go is this really happening? And my, like my, my, my three-year-old son and my one-year-old daughter to see, you know, us going on Amazon prime TV and we can scroll through and it's, you know, episode eight and they're like, is that daddy? Like what's daddy doing yeah. over there? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I can just imagine that they're scrolling through and they're sort of, you know, seeing all the different kids cartoons, you know, happy, the unicorn, Moana, all this sort Moana of stuff. Moana and frozen then, Yeah. yeah they're, they're like Moana, <laughs> frozen daddy,
1: daddy yeah You're like Daddy,, oh, we've seen enough of Daddy put put Moana back up on there <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah so what what kind of practice
0: and and preparation went into getting ready for that show?
1: so the cool thing about uh, David Meltzer is he he puts out content and he doesn't um it's all free, so you know, from his book, from his podcast, from his YouTube show, he puts on a live training, um, he basically gives away the secrets of you know, how to put on a two minute drill, you know, he, he works with venture capitalists, he works with entrepreneurs all the time. So he's telling you exactly what you need to do to refine your pitch, to work on your credibility. You know, sometimes people have a hard time talking about themselves and the accomplishments that they've made. But when you have two minutes, you don't have a lot of time. So, you know, what, what I broke it down in my pitch was the smart people, they say you should invest in the jockey and not just the horse. So in horse racing, you know, you're investing, you're like, I'm picking that horse because of that jockey. Well, I broke it down to I'm this person in one minute, who is Sean? You know, this is who I am in one minute. And then who is the jockey and the jockey, or who is the horse? The horse is Cali Barbecue Media. And this is, you know, our master smokehouse. This is why we want $5 million. We want to open up 10 micro ghost kitchen locations um, based off of search results, not based off of real estate. You know, we plan on doing this much volume, uh, and that's why we're we're just we're we've never been more excited to be exactly where we are. You know, you and I we met um, over the phone um, at the National Barbecue Association. You know, you were winning the award for uh, for audio podcast. I think you got third place, um, something like that. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was there. You were on the phone. Um, Greg Rempe from Barbecue Central show was at Fort Worth, uh, Stover Harger, who's now my producer and was part of Best Barbecue Show, he was there. Like, we live in this most exciting time where we can share ideas about Bulgarian barbecue, San Diego barbecue, Texas barbecue, Australian barbecue, New Zealand barbecue, um, and you build a community. You know, we can all share ideas, and it's, it's just super exciting. Yeah. Um, so I, w-
0: one thing about this, this pitch that I was fascinated about was the and one because you, you kept pointing out d- during the video, it was five million and one.
1: So why, why and one? So part of, part of my plan was to be memorable. Um, you know, obviously we were competing for $50,000 in cash and prizes. Um, that was uh, an opportunity that I had. Somebody else that was on the show, that same episode, he won. Um, he actually had a, a hilarious pitch. He did a great job. It's at the end of the episode, but. The and one was the research that I did before. And that's as far as American reality TV shows, everyone knows Shark Tank. And the most, um, the biggest deal that was ever made on Shark Tank was $5 million. So the and one was to make TV history by getting that extra dollar would have been, would have been the TV history. And, uh, but it's funny because by making it and one, it makes it more compelling you know, it makes it easier. Well, why are you asking for that extra dollar? You know, what's the extra dollar about? But then they remember it's the barbecue media guy. And like, you know, it's, it it gets back to storytelling, you know? So um, the $1 was an extra, was an extra ask that I think was worth it.
0: (laughs) That, that extra $1 is just to pay the postage on the, on the up yours letter back to all your, uh, all the naysayers (laughs) at your, at your high school reunion.
1: Yes, that is correct. There's lots, of naysay- <laughs> there's lots of naysayers. Any anybody that goes down a barbecue path has plenty of people around them that says, "You're doing what? How long are you cooking meat for? What? Why?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the the day came around for the show.
0: How how were you feeling on the day? Uh,
1: the day of the show was uh, actually, you know, I'd practiced a lot. So um, I actually don't think I practiced enough to be honest with you. I had a script ready um, that I probably should have rehearsed, you know, to the fact where I was like almost (laughs) an actor where I wasn't, you know, reading it from the script, but I also, you know, with nerves and wanting to impress my mentor, plus there's other people on the show, plus knowing that, you know, it has a chance to be picked up on Amazon prime TV and Bloomberg TV and who knows who's watching it. Um, all you can do is do your best, you know, prepare, 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 you know, when I go back and look at the transcript and what was I able to say in two minutes and use the whole two minutes, um, that was that was important to me. So um, it it's crazy because basically what we talk about on the Digital Hospitality, our podcast, is how do you create content that's A, compelling, but B, has legs? How do you get it to have legs so it's not just seen by somebody on Facebook, somebody on YouTube, somebody on Instagram? Because so many people consume things in different ways. Like when we go on local news to promote our amateur barbecue contest, we'll be on CBS news in the evening and, you know, lucky to have a five minute segment to talk about what's coming up. But we'll take the clip of that news and we'll put it on Facebook and we'll put it on Instagram and we'll put it on Twitter and we'll get people that says, hey, I saw you on the news when they actually didn't watch the news. They watched social media of us on the news, right? So we had a lot of people that consumed that show, that segment whether it was through our newsletter, whether it was through, you know, Facebook or Instagram, however we repurpose and repackage it. Um, you can really tell a story, um, in a, in a more compelling and longer form.
0: Yeah. That's a great idea. Helping people sort of get, get that idea that, you know, it's not just about putting something on social media. You've got to make it, um, engageable is not the right word, but make it engaging.
1: Yeah. Well, you, there's so much content being put onto social media. Why, why is somebody gonna stop? What's compelling about it? You know, and by making that extra $1 ask, by making it a $5 million ask, you know, it's pretty audacious to ask on a reality show for somebody that's never met me in two minutes to give me five million and one dollar. So I better have a big idea. You know, I think that's probably that's probably one of the biggest lessons is have a big idea. You know, whatever your big idea is, don't be afraid to tell the universe. Don't be afraid to tell Facebook. Don't be afraid to tell Instagram. Don't be afraid to go on a podcast and tell Ben your, your hopes and dreams. You know, I know there's people that listen to your podcast that they can't wait to one day be compelling enough to be on your show. You know, that's the cool thing about what you're building. You're building a community where people listen every week. They tune in, they come to the live events and they go, man, I can't wait to open my own barbecue business because when I do, you know, I'd love to be on his show and tell my story
0: yeah that's yeah. that's the thing that I love the most about this is is not it because the show's not about me the show's about everybody else, and so being yeah. able to help people tell their story is part of what makes this so much fun for me for sure so tell me about the 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 outcome of the pitch uh
1: the outcome of the pitch was better than I expected you know we didn't win um I didn't win the fifty thousand um, dollars I didn't get you know uh, any investment from it, but I've gotten what's more important is attention, you know, attention on the idea and opening up. Because by sharing what typically most business owners don't share, our business plan, by sharing it on media and through social media, we're finding more people that work with us, that work for us, that have become essentially buying into our big idea. So I have people that, let's say they work at Toast, which is our point of sale company, or they work at Yelp, which is one of our you know technology partners or any of these people that work for us. Now they know, what do I want? I want to fix my restaurant. I want to build a master smokehouse. I want to build a media center. I want to open up 10 micro locations in San Diego County. So they're out there and they're thinking about what I've said. So now they're part of my team and they go, hey, I just saw this restaurant that closed. Why don't you go and check that out?
0: Got a project you'd like to work on with the SHC team? Shoot Ben an email on Ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. All right, so let's jump into the Way Way Back Machine now, and we'll because we've been talking about what you've been doing most recently. Let's go right back to the start. How did you get into barbecue, and how did you um, sort of found Cali Comfort Barbecue? Tell us that story.
1: Sure. So we opened in 2008 um, in a part of San Diego that was an underserved community. So most people said that we shouldn't open there. They tell you location, location, location. Um, We opened up an existing, it used to be a popular breakfast place, but we added a sports bar and a dinner service. We weren't really doing barbecue when we opened in 2008. It wasn't until we started doing a lot of community events, charity events for local sports teams youth sports teams, helping people with soccer teams, baseball teams, football teams, raise money because they couldn't pay for entry fees or pay for uniforms. Uh, we started doing so many of them that we were like, there's got to be a better way for us to raise more money and make a bigger impact. And we said, why don't we do an annual event and, invent and invite other business owners to come and help us? Um, so we threw around some ideas with the coaches and the people we were working with. And they said, well, why don't we do an amateur barbecue event? like amateur barbecue contest. Sounds great. Okay. Well, who knows how to do that? Nobody, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, great. Well, this is a great idea. Everyone wants to participate in it, but no one knows how to do it. So I reached out to Kansas city barbecue society um, and asked them if there was anybody locally in San Diego that could help us, you know, come up with contest rules and how exactly does this whole thing work? Um, I called three people and only one of them called me back. And that was Gene Goykachea. Um, he not only called me back, but he said, you know, if you're doing it for charity and you're trying to help kids out, I'll come and help you. And he helped me that first year, put on that first amateur barbecue contest. And, you know, it went so well. People were so excited. We raised a bunch of money for local sports youth teams. He said, you know, if you want to learn how to do barbecue the right way and add it to your menu, I can teach you. And oh, wow. that sound very that sound very compelling to me. So. You know, I said, yes, absolutely. He goes, well, would you like to, you know, I'm not using my smoker anymore, my old hickory pit. Um, Would you like to come and, you know, have that here? And I said, absolutely. So that was the beginning of our barbecue journey. And once we started doing barbecue and learning the low and slow craft of, you know, how do you do it the right way? How do you cook brisket properly? And how do you cook pork butts and cooking ribs for six hours and, you know, slow smoking tri-tip and then reverse searing? And how do you do all these things and add it to your menu? Um, once we started doing that, we go, this is who we are. This is our point of differentiation. This will, this makes us different than anybody else. And this is what will get people from all over San Diego County to come and enjoy sports, but also enjoy great barbecue. Um, so we went all in and we became Cali comfort barbecue in 2010. Um, and then, yeah, ever, ever since then, it's just been a, a, a low and slow journey of, you know, we're 13 years later and now we have one ghost kitchen location, you know, we want to open up another nine locations. Uh, we're repurposing our main dining area. We see 250 people in our restaurant. We're going to bring that down to less than 100. And we're going to build a master smokehouse and media center um, with probably eight old hickory pits. And we want to invite people from all over the world to come and see what we've built because we think they can build it where, um, where they're located. I mean, I was just on the phone with uh, Deuce Raymond of Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue. They have a barbecue. Obviously, everyone knows Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce. um, Same family, Deuce Raymond, um, National Barbecue Association members. But he has a barbecue restaurant and a catering business. But we share the same talks, the same ideas, the same things that we're saying here. You know, I want him to build a master smokehouse in Chicago and open up, you know, micro ghost kitchen locations, friendly ghost is what we call them. Um, It's a friendly ghost because we share the story that the barbecue is getting smoked in one location and then brought to these micro locations. So we're not actually putting smokers at all these little locations, which helps the economics. Uh, We can get into much smaller footprints, uh, much smaller startup costs for those additional locations.
0: Yeah. Right. I I was going to ask about what a ghost kitchen was, but that's a pretty good explanation right there. you said so that you no, opened yeah, in.
1: So Ghost, Ghost Kitchen's no on-premise dining. So there's no dining room. It's takeout, it's pickup and delivery.
0: Oh, only. okay. Right, yeah. So you, you just need some, uh, some holders and some warmers and that'd be about it. Correct. Sounds perfect for a uh, post-2020 world.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, now, tw- $25 million in 13 years is pretty huge. What do you sort of put that success down to?
1: I think so much of it has to do with having a good team. I mean, I've got an incredible general manager, business partner, Eric Olofsson. He's um, been with me since we opened up Uh Jean Gorkache, our pit master. I mean, my wife, you know, she's uh, you know, since we've had the kids, she hasn't been working directly in the business, but she supports me in everything that we do um, you know, from a barbecue media standpoint and you know, with without great people there's no community you know we have to have great people and i can't scale the business i can't you know i'm not the one there putting putting ribs on the smoker today and pulling brisket off this morning i've got great people that can do that and that understand every person that comes into the restaurant is a vip you know that is a vip customer that is somebody that you know, they're an influencer in their own right. They don't have to have a half a million Instagram followers. They're an influencer in their family. They're an influencer in their community, influencer in their church. Whoever they are, if we, make a, if we make a memorable moment for them, they're going to go and tell other people about it. And that's how we've been able to grow our business.
0: Yeah, right. That's an interesting sort of uh, mindset shift, sort of going from the traditional, the customer's always right kind of perspective to, the customer is an influencer. That, that, that's an interesting uh, concept. Is that, is that a Sean original?
1: <laughs> I don't think anything that I do is original. It's all taken <laughs> from people that are much smarter and mu- mu- much more well-versed. It's just a matter of, you know, it goes back to communication. You know, I, I have so many incredible mentors, some that I've never met, you know, authors of books, Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, um, Danny Meyer from uh, Hospitality, Union Square Hospitality and Shake Shack. Uh, you know, all of these ideas, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is VaynerMedia, um, like I said, David Meltzer, so many people, my grandfather, so many people have influenced me um, in ways that, you know, I, I, I'm every single day I have to be a student, you know, as much as it It, it always is crazy when I hear people that say I'm a, you're a digital marketing expert or social media. It's like, no, I'm not. I don't know. Like, I've just been doing it because I literally, we couldn't, we would go out of business if we didn't do it. Like literally if we didn't claim our Yelp page, if we didn't claim our Google page, if we didn't learn how to run our website, like we would have gone out of business. So it was a, it was a survival skill that now became, we turned marketing into media, you know? So we learned how to tell our story, to tell who we are, what our brand is, but then now we can tell other people's story because we've learned those skills along the way.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Now. You've just mentioned media there again. You did say before that you were putting a media center into Kelly Comfort Barbecue. Is that like going to be a podcast studio type thing?
1: Absolutely. Podcasting, live events, live streaming, cooking classes. Uh, basically, everything that we do, we want to share what we're doing, um, not because we think that it's right, but we think that somebody else can learn from it. Um, we've learned so much along the way from resources like restaurantowner.com, Um, It's an incredible place where subscription model, they have restaurant startup and growth magazine, but for independent restaurant owners that have done it, they're successful. How have they done it? Well, these are the secrets. This is what they do for accounting. This is what they do for systems. This is what they do for hiring. This is what they do for HR. And, you know, the more that we learned, the better we made our business. And now that we have a great business we know that just because it's great today doesn't mean tomorrow it's not going to be different. You know, we've implemented so much new technology into our restaurant that we didn't have, you know, back in 2019, that's made a huge impact on what we do. You know, I mentioned toast point of sale system, what we've been able to do with them on our mobile first ordering and adding integrations for third-party delivery. It's, it's exciting. It's fascinating, but it's also guess what tomorrow I've got to continue to learn and I have to continue to ask questions.
0: Um, Okay, so speaking of media and the work that you do in that, you started out with Behind the Smoke podcast before it evolved into digital hospitality. Tell us the story of of how Behind the Smoke came about and then we'll get into digital hospitality and, and what you're doing with it now.
1: Sure. So, you know, back, um, you know, 2016, 2017, um, you know, Derek and I, Derek Marceau owns Valley Farm Market. He was the first person that I reached out to for our amateur barbecue contest to be a sponsor. Um, I knew that I needed other business owners in the area. And I said, you know, this is what we're trying to do to raise money for local youth sports. Would you be willing to sponsor? And he said, yeah, I'll sponsor all the barbecue meats. So, you know, he stepped up in a way that no other business had. And that was the beginning of our friendship. And from that, we put on that amateur barbecue event, that Spring Valley amateur barbecue event. We've done it for 10 years now. Um, then we rolled that into a professional barbecue contest at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. So a beautiful uh, Del Mar where Bing Crosby horse, beautiful horse, horse track, you know, about a hundred, hundred yards from the Pacific ocean. Um, you know, this beautiful wow. place, but we put on a professional Kansas City barbecue society event with fifty um, barbecue teams, fifteen thousand dollars in cash and prizes. Um, and we did that for four years. Um, so you know, we had this incredible barbecue relationship, barbecue brotherhood, you know, if you will, of putting on not not just participating because we would participate, but we'd invite other local barbecue restaurants and caterers to come and also promote what we call the West Coast barbecue movement. Um, And then through this podcast, we said, well, why don't we start interviewing people that we know in business, people that we know in marketing, people that we know in media to start sharing what they do. And we built a studio above his butcher shop and called it Behind the Smoke. So that was the evolution of Behind the Smoke. It was basically talking about the things that they don't teach you in business school. Um, The first 50 episodes or so, we started with a voicemail from my former business partner, (laughs) which is very Uh, vulgar, (laughs) very vulgar. (laughs) You're laughing. He he was not happy. No, he was not happy with me. (laughs) Not happy with me at all. But um, yeah, those first 50 episodes, we lead with this, you know, two minute voicemail of a former business partner yelling and screaming and telling me, I don't know what I'm doing. And I've never worked a day in my life. But we wanted to set the tone for the podcast to let people know that not all business is glamorous you know when you go to a barbecue restaurant and it's full with people eating and drinking you think wow these people must be crushing it they must be making so much money little do you know that you know a profitable independent restaurant they're lucky to make 4 to 6 pennies on a dollar you know that's a tight ship and um you know we wanted to start sharing some of those stories some of the things that we had done wrong and some of the things we did right but not just about us it was about Who else were we talking to? And once we started having more conversations with other business owners, not just in barbecue, not just who owned butcher shops or grocery stores, but just any kind of business, we realized there were themes in business that, you know, they're, they're universal themes. And it wasn't just San Diego. It wasn't just California. They were all over the world. It didn't matter what business you were in. The internet and how much things have changed with the smartphone and the technologies that we have, it's impacting everybody
0: yeah it's it's incredible um some people uh i I just went to a festival meet in the Dilly festival last weekend and um people were kind of looking at what I was doing with with an iphone and they're saying, Do you seriously just use an iphone i was like yeah this like this is wild the things I can do with this is is just incredible um so yeah that's that's interesting to see how technology is kind of uh paving the way for the future now so twenty eighteen we were just talking about before was um when we first met through Instagram. And yep. then 2019, uh, you, you and Derek took out the number one prize for uh, barbecue audio series. Um, tell us what that was like.
1: Uh, incredible, you know, incredibly humbling Incredible, like to be in a position where you're sharing the story of your village. You know, I, I talk about this a lot. It's everybody has a village and everybody has a story and everyone likes to be the mayor of their own village. But once you start worrying about less about your story and other people's story, you realize that we had people that were listening in norway you know we had people listening in israel we had people listening you know in texas we had pe- and it's like why does somebody in texas care about what a barbecue restaurant owner and butcher shop owner are doing in san diego but we're all just trying our best to be a good dad like i'm trying my best to be a good husband i'm trying my best to be a good boss i'm trying my best to you know have a good company that gives back that cares about my staff that cares about my community and Those things are, it's universal, you know, it's universal. And the people that listen to podcasts, you don't listen to a podcast unless you're curious, unless you want to be better, unless you're compelled, you know, it's on demand. You know, nobody's forcing you to listen to a podcast. You know, if you find what somebody's saying is compelling, then hopefully it gets the hairs on your your back to stand up and go, yes, I want to do that. Or that's inspiring me to change. Or I want to, you know, learn more about that. And then you go down that rabbit hole. Next thing you know, you've got a smoker and you're telling your wife you want to open up a barbecue restaurant. You're <laughs> like, What just happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, it starts off with a little uh, stainless steel smoker box to put in the gas grill just, just to see if you like it. And then the next yeah. thing you know, there's a dozen barbecues across the backyard and a, and a trailer smoker in the driveway. Uh, That's correct. That <laughs> it it, it correct. happens very quickly. So you, um, you, you, you won that award. Your very next episode was your 100th episode where you talked about winning that award. And then you guys wrapped up the show. Yes. What, what was that? Was that just like the ultimate mic drop and walk off stage? What, <laughs> what was that?
1: Yes, it was a mic drop. It was a, a walk off stage. You know, there was a lot of things going on both for Derek personally and myself personally. Um, we were working on opening up uh, a second location for Derek his Valley Farm Market. They were um, going to be opening in La Jolla. And um, at that time, you know, I was going to be a business partner with him, but really towards the end of the podcast and towards the end of that relationship, what both he and I figured out was that he our relationship is much better when he's working for his brand and I'm working on my brand. And then we're complimenting each other through media, through barbecue events. And, you know, it was tough, you know, to be frankly honest with you guys is like, it was very difficult because, you know, we spent a lot of time going down. What was that partnership going to look like opening up another store? Um, And ultimately what we decided was, I was going to take the uh, RSS feed for Behind the Smoke and start my own show. And then he was going to focus on opening up that butcher shop. And, you know, we've we've become closer friends because of it, um, I think. And I, I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, we were able to not get to the point where, you know, um, we had to burn a bridge. It was something that we believe a rising tide lifts all ships. And sometimes those ships are better when they're steered by their own captains. Um, sometimes it's better to combine ships, but um, you know, there was a lot of lessons that had to go on there. And now the show that we have, which is digital hospitality, is something that I'm truly passionate about. I mean, I still have barbecue restaurant owners on, I still have people that are in barbecue media, you know, people you're gonna be on the show. I haven't even asked you yet, but I've already booked you. So um, we're gonna get, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get the surprise. I'm gonna get the smoking hot confession story and all the uh, everything that's happening on the Australia and New Zealand scene. Um, because I, I I'm I admire what you do, Ben. Like this, I know how much work it is and I know that it's a craft. As much as you care about barbecue, you have to care about podcasting. You have to care about video content, audio content, graphic images. How do I make, you know, cool swag that people want to buy? And yet, I mean the hoodie and the the hats, those are beautiful. You know, like seeing people rock that at a place, like that's building community. That's getting people excited. That stuff is exciting for me. And now with digital hospitality, I can continue to pursue my thesis, which is I want to have a conversation with whoever I feel is compelling. And I have a responsibility to my listeners that if I care about something, I'm only going to bring people on that's going to make them better. That's going to make them think differently. That's making a question. How do we do business differently? How do we market better? How do we do? How are we better storytellers? And I know if I'm learning, then the people listening to the show are learning. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah. So w- when you said that you took over the RSS feed, does that mean that all the behind the smoke episodes are still available under yes. the digital hospitality uh, podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, was excellent. so
1: important. That was so important that, you know, I, it, I've it i seen it happen too many times um, where people try to erase content. And that's just never who Derek and I are. Um, Derek and I were very purposeful in knowing that whatever content we put out there was available to anybody at any time because there's so many lessons and stories in there that yes sometimes it was relevant to you know that certain time period but what people talked about you know about opening up their first barbecue restaurant or you know going from working at farmers markets to adding more farmers markets like all of those things are compelling how do you start a barbecue sauce company you know having deuce raymond we had Mike Mills and Amy Mills, you know, unfortunately, Mike Mills of 17th Street Mm. Barbecue passed away. But we got to spend an hour at Fort Worth recording an episode with Mike Mills and Amy Mills, you know, dad, daughter. And they were such an inspiration to our barbecue restaurant, to putting on our amateur barbecue contest. And they were so gracious with their time you know, him telling us about serving Air Force One and barbecue and like, you know, all these incredible things. They helped helped open up Blue Smoke for Danny Meyer. You know, so all these incredible stories, like it was so important to us that we made sure that that audio was always available. The video was always available and the blog content was always available.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, I I know there'll be quite a few listeners that are going to be wanting to check out some of that as well. Now, just Something that just flashed through my memory now. Did you interview Mia Khalifa? Was that, <laughs> that you? was Stover.
1: Stover, Stover,
0: Stover oh, that was interviewed Stover, Mia
1: Khalifa. Yes. We interviewed Lisa Ann. I interviewed Lisa Ann on our podcast.
0: That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. a
1: different take. That's a different take on barbecue porn. But no, Lisa yes. Ann, is, she is amazing. She's a, she's a sports radio host. She started her own podcast, but the work that she's done and the friendship. I mean, she gives back so much. Um, She helped us when we first started going through and laying off employees and we needed people to buy gift cards. She was one of the first people that was vocal on social media to support small businesses when we were struggling. And um, you know, we're fortunate to because of the podcast have developed all kinds of deep relationships with people in so many different industries.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, the way that you were able to sort of reach out through your show and sort of tap into different uh, sort of different people's audiences and, and be able to get them to, to, to help you that, um, that way. With all the madness that was happening last year, what were some of the more creative ways that you found, that you discovered, that you evolved into to, to keep the doors open?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the most difficult things was laying off 29 employees, you know, 29 people that we consider family. Um wow. it was the hardest hardest day that I've ever had running, you know, running our restaurant and I remember talking to my wife, um talking to, you know, Eric, my general manager and talking to my attorney and just going through, you know, what are we going to do and how are we going to, you know, weather this thing and ultimately being open and honest and letting our staff know this is what was happening. Um, was the route that we took and I, you know, after, after having all those difficult conversations, I went on social media and told our community, this is what's happening. We're going to do our best to stay in business, doing takeout and delivery. Uh, we could really use your support. Uh, if you can buy gift cards and come out and buy takeout, we're going to be, you know, having a, as, as much safe uh, precautions as we can to keep everybody that's working here safe. Um, but also keep the community safe and, um, we were fortunate that we did that. And by doing that and by leaning in, you know, a lot of people talk about pivoting in a difficult year. We, we went all in on digital. You know, we figured out what are we doing well and what can we do better? And what we found is that if we focus on our point of sale system and our mobile first website, how do we make it easier for people to buy barbecue with a click of a button? You know, once they're on their Android phone or their iPhone, or once they ask Alexa to buy barbecue, how can we make it as easy as possible? And by switching to Toast, which is our point of sale system, um, they've just made it so much easier on us to update photos on the back end, to optimize, to get email addresses from people that have bought the barbecue, to bring them into a rewards program that's all digital. Um, And it's just been super exciting where we're three times more profitable as a digital restaurant than we ever were as a full service restaurant. So three times more profitable. So before we were doing 3.3 million in sales. And then now during (laughs) it's half of those sales, but three times more profitable. So, um, you know, really as we open up, it's how do we use technology and how do we use what we call digital hospitality? Literally the name of our show is our thesis that it's not just for restaurants. It's not just for barbecue. It's how does a small business or any business understand that the person in real life We care so much about hospitality. We care so much about taking care of that person that walks into our restaurant that doesn't get ignored, but there's a digital customer too, and that digital customer can't be ignored. If somebody writes something on Yelp, they need to be responded to. If they write something on Google, they need to be, they write something in the Facebook comment feed. If they send an an email to you, how responsive are you? That's going to set you apart from every other business. Uh You're listening to the
0: internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with massive barbecue nerd, Ben Arnott. All righty. So now we're up to segment three of the show. And this is the part of the show where our, our guests give a lesson for the listeners and the viewers. And today you're going to talk about ghost kitchens and pitching which is very yep. important for, uh, for all all assets of business is, is the pitch. So I'm going to throw it over to you now and you can sort of share some wisdom with us and I'll just ask some questions along the way.
1: Sure. So I think, you know, one of the most important things about ghost kitchens is understanding the opportunity. So there's so much opportunity coming for the food entrepreneur. And if you're listening to the show, you obviously you care about barbecue, you're participating in barbecue events, but how do you get your barbecue in more locations? How do you build barbecue sales? And what a ghost kitchen is, it's a location that doesn't have to be a traditional barbecue restaurant location. So it doesn't have to be whatever your typical size is for seating 100 guests or 200 guests. It can be a much smaller footprint based off of wherever you live. So if you live in a city or if you live in a rural area, it's how do you cook a lot of barbecue in one spot but then distribute it on a daily basis so that it's always fresh into a smaller hyper-local location, Um, whether that location's driven by sports, whether it's driven by entertainment, whether it's driven by tourism. There are places, how do you get great barbecue to more people? Um, There's all these incredible people all over the world, but how do you create one place where you make all the greatest barbecue, but then find smaller locations? That's what a ghost kitchen is. It's utilizing third-party delivery and pickup, but utilizing technology to get that to more people, and um, if anybody ever has any questions, I'm obviously available at any time. It's Sean at CaliBBQ Media. Uh, we talk about this stuff. We live, eat, breathe this stuff. Um, we have our first ghost kitchen location, which is in downtown San Diego. Um, it's only 200 square feet, um, so it's a very tiny footprint. But we smoke everything. At our master smokehouse location, we drive it. Um, Steven, my catering manager, drives it daily. So once we sell out, we're out. Um, But it's given us an opportunity that, you know, food trucks, I'm sure, are popular in Australia, just as they are here in the U.S. Um, This is a different model because you actually anchor yourself into a location based off of search results. So it's not based off of, you know, a typical location, location, location where you're going to have to pay high lease High rent. This you're gonna be. You can actually go into a brewery. You can go into a hotel. You can go into actually probably even another existing restaurant that might be open just for breakfast. So they're not using their kitchen in the nighttime. But you can come and start selling barbecue sandwiches, barbecue plates, uh, barbecue catering out of their same location if you're willing to have that conversation. So um, you know, understanding what ghost kitchens are and what we say is a friendly ghost. A friendly ghost is understanding that it's not just an invisible brand, a virtual brand where you go on Uber Eats and it's, you know, barbecue Joe's like, no, who is barbecue Joe? Well, if I go to barbecue Joe's Instagram page, I actually see barbecue Joe with his live feed of him putting meat on the smoker. Now I know barbecue Joe. Now I care about barbecue Joe and I want to order barbecue Joe. And when I go, I'm going to seek out barbecue Joe. Every single time I have a barbecue craving, that's where I'm going to order from. But you you do that socially and you do that using social media and digital media.
0: Yeah. But of course, if they are on on Uber Eats, don't look at barbecue, Joe. Look at Cali barbecue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Now, did you say earlier um, today that a ghost kitchen has no seats?
1: No seats. Yeah. So no seats. I mean, sometimes there might be a couple tables outside of the restaurant, but typically if you're looking for a ghost kitchen, it's It's built for delivery. It's built for third-party delivery and for takeout. Um, The problem with third-party delivery is the high fees that you have to pay for Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Um, When you order directly through with the the owner of the barbecue shop um, using their technology, you don't have to pay that fee. You get to retain the customer information, so that's powerful. Um, But Ultimately, it's just the economics of opening a ghost kitchen location. Like for us, we spent $75,000 to get our ghost kitchen equipment. Basically all of our startup cost was to launch this other location that now we're in downtown San Diego where we're there's a million people within our delivery radius that for them to get barbecue, they'd have to drive 30 minutes, 40 minutes out to East County, San Diego to come get our barbecue. Now they can be in one of these this is Manhattan behind me, but they can be in a high rise in downtown San Diego, and they can order and we can have that food to them within 20 minutes
0: that's incredible, yeah um so
1: are you a Seinfeld fan by any chance uh i i love I love Jerry Seinfeld, but I'm more of a i I, I didn't follow the show like most people did I became more a Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld fan after the show and through his stand up and through all of his interviews that he's done but I'm, I'm definitely a, a huge a huge huge fan of his work
0: i'm I'm just asking because what you're describing reminds me of the episode um with the soup kitchen where they have to line up in 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 one door they they, they pick up their soup and they go out the other door there's no seats it's yes. just an in and out I, I don't know that's just what flashed into my uh into yes. my mind there well,
1: that, well that's that's the idea i don't know if you if you're familiar with the automat, but there's uh there's restaurants that are building literally re- Restaurants without front of the house front of the house staff, so no servers, no hostesses. You just make your digital order online. You go to the restaurant. There's a cubby hole that a robot puts your food in, and you take it out with you.
0: That that was an episode of the X
1: Files. The the, <laughs> well, that, the it's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's it, happening.
0: It it didn't end well on the X Files, so I, I hope yeah. we get a bit of a better outcome in real life. Um. Okay. So. Let, let's talk about pitching then pitching is really important for, for all businesses. If you're looking for investors, if you're looking for sponsors, all that sort of thing, share with us some, uh, s- some wisdom that, that that you've learned about pitching.
1: So number one is credibility. Uh, if you don't have credibility, nobody's going to invest in you. So working on who you are, you're the jockey, right? You're, you're the person that that is going to take this money and what are you going to do with it? Um, you know, Ultimately, the idea, the product, the service, whatever that is, you need to have a story for that as well. You also need to come with facts. So, what is the facts? What is the market? Where is the opportunity? Um, but once you come up with a story, people learn through lessons and stories. So, when you hear this whole podcast, and you know we've had this incredible conversation, what are you going to remember? It's back to that five million dollar and one. It's five million and one dollars that this. At this this guy from San Diego, this barbecue media guy, is asking for five million and one dollars. Why is he doing that? He wants to build a master smokehouse, but it's it's listening to what's the lesson and what's the story. The lesson is we live in a digital world. You know, we all understand that we're all on our phones. My wife is on her phones. My kids are three and one. They know how to use YouTube. They know how to skip the ad because they don't <laughs> want their content interrupted. But my kids are going to ask Alexa. They Alexa's their DJ. They ask Alexa to play the songs that they want. So how do I get my business on all these different platforms? When I go to, you know, to the app store and I look at the top downloaded apps, you know, that's TikTok, Facebook, you know, all these other apps is Kelly Barbecue. When people search for barbecue, what comes up? You know, if your business doesn't come up, why not? Well, I need to figure that out. And once you do figure that out, you go, okay, well, this is the rabbit hole that I need to go down. And you've gone down that rabbit hole. And now look, you have this incredible show, award-winning show that's recognized all across the globe for people that are making incredible things, you know, in Australia, in New Zealand. You know, you interview all kinds of incredible people in the United States, all over the globe. But you did that because you went down that rabbit hole. You were compelled by people that you listen to, content that that puts you in a position where you go, okay, well. I'm going to launch this podcast. And how many people told you, you were crazy. I'm sure as many people has told me that I was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Most of them. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: so when you're um, getting ready to, to make a pitch, what sort of, um, what do people need to remember to include in, in the pitch?
1: I mean, like I said, number one is credibility, um, understanding who you are and what are you going to do, but then, Narrating story. So how do you incorporate story? If you don't have a story of who you are, people want to know who you are and what makes you tick. You know, once they understand, then they can buy into that story. And once they can buy into that story, you're talking about getting an investment from somebody. Like they want to believe that the words coming out of your mouth that you're not just a charlatan, you're not just a salesman. You know, what what's going to make them believe that is is honesty. You know, understanding that you're, you don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. You know, if you're straightforward and upfront, truth vibrates the fastest. You know, people buy on truth. And when you hear truth, you shake your head and you go, "That wow, that makes sense. You know, that was powerful. Why, why did they say that? They said that because it's their truth. Share your truth.
0: Nice words, man. Great advice there. Um, all right. So that's probably a good point now for us to start to, uh, to, to wrap up the show. So I'm going to throw the studio over to you, give some shout outs, give some praise, give some thanks to people who've helped you out along the way, and make sure you tell everybody again where they can track you down on social media.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest shout out is my wife. I mean, she is the, the person that, you know, she, she shows up on videos. Um, I share more than most people do about their, you know, me being a dad, me, you know, having a, having a daughter, having a son. Um, it's important for them to know how much they make an impact on me and they inspire me. Um, it's my team, you know, at Cali Barbecue Media, Stover, my producer, Eric, my general manager, Gene, my pitmaster. master. Um, you know, all the incredible people that I've met, you know, along the way, the people, the Mike Mills of the world, the Amy Mills. I mean, so many people that I, I've never met, but I follow them. I, I follow their content. I consume You know, 17th Street, the Sunday sermon, every single Sunday they post what they post in their village, they post it online. And that's something that's inspiring for everybody. You know, if you like, you never know who you're going to inspire by sharing your content. And um, I think that's just something that we look forward to meeting anybody that listens to this podcast. If you come to San Diego, um, you get the full Smoking Hot Confessions tour. So you'll get a full, a full tour of, uh, of our master smokehouse and media center. And, you know, we're, we're all one community. We believe a rising tide lifts all ships and, you know, people can reach out to me. It's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. And that's on Instagram. I'm very active there, active on Twitter, active on LinkedIn, active on TikTok. And then, uh, we just joined clubhouse. So. Sean P. Walchef, and it's Cali Barbecue Media. Um, you can find Digital Hospitality on any podcast platform. But, yeah, reach out if you want to hear about Ghost Kitchens, pitching, uh, making embarrassing videos, uh, all, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, we, 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 we're more than happy to, uh, to make more connections.
0: So if we want to watch a pit master do the floss, then we got to check you out on TikTok.
1: <laughs> I haven't made any flossing videos. I I don't know how far I, my my family is going to let me embarrass myself, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see.
0: Yeah, my my son has tried to teach me that, and I just can't do it at all. Not even close.
1: <laughs> well, if anybody if anybody knows anyone in San Diego that loves uh, that loves barbecue and is looking for a job, we're always hiring. So there's another oh. uh, another opportunity a barbecue pitmaster apprentice. If there's a time to get started. Um, we, we would love to have you and bring you in. So um, anybody in Southern California, let them know.
0: Beautiful, mate. I will do. Look, man, I'm, I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. I, I realize that it's the evening now for you, so you've uh, probably got your beautiful wife and, and children there waiting for dinner to, to have dinner with you. So I'm going to say thank you very much, and um, I look forward to catching up with you again soon.
1: Well, we look forward to having you on Digital Hospitality, Ben. I appreciate everything that you and Bree do. You guys are amazing. Keep keep doing what you're doing and spreading the good word of barbecue all all over the globe.
0: And there you have it, family. That was Sean P. Walter from um, wow from from so many places. You've seen him on on Amazon TV. Um, you've seen him uh, with Behind the Smoke podcast, and now Digital Hospitality. Um, he's behind Cali uh, Comfort Barbecue as well. I mean there's just so many different um, different angles that this guy is working at in the in the barbecue scene and it's incredible all the different evolutionary ways that he's come up with to to expand and evolve uh, his his barbecue businesses so that was really inspiring for me and i'm i'm sure that, that that was for you as well and if you are listening from america and you do want to go work at a at at a barbecue shop and you think a barbecue pit master job is right for you Go hit him up. The man said he's, he's hiring right now. So go, uh, go, go check them out and see if you can uh, pick up some work there. It would be a great place to work, I'm sure. All right. Now, just before I let you go, just to quickly uh, hit you up with those reminders again, Barbicon is coming next month. So make sure you do uh, get ready for that. We're going to be jumping around the, the country into different pitmasters' backyards and businesses' offices and sharing all the knowledge that we can about barbecue, both cooking and the business side of things. So that's going to be really cool. Um, grab your hoodies and your beanies, that merch that Sean was talking about before. Um, we are on our last winter run for this season, so make sure you grab some before they run out. The free ebook is available for you. The, Real be- the, 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 <laughs> the Beginner's Guide to Real Barbecue is available over on the website, smokinghotconfessions.com. Click around, a pop-up window is going to appear. Put your details in that and we'll shoot it out to you. Join us on the Smoking Hot Confessions Barbecue Community on Facebook if you'd like to be a part of these live recordings, um, and also it's just a great place to hang out and uh, and just talk about barbecue. Very family friendly, and we leave all the guff at the door, so we're we're really good about um, about keeping things under control there as well. Now, and of course, just one last reminder: do do please give us all the uh, all the thumbs up, the subscribes, the likes, the shares, the comments, the five star ratings and reviews, because it does all help us to get our message out there and it helps promote us and helps us after we like to, uh, to produce these shows for you. So that's, that's a nice reciprocal way that we can help each other out. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for today. So until next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.